both parties in this relationship have things that need to get done in order for the yeah. time to go well. But I think so many times in a relationship, we just assume the other person knows or we don't verbalize what's really happening. Like, oh, that's just your part and this is just my part. And it's really easy when there's tension, when there's time deadlines, when you're trying to juggle all the pieces to assume my partner's mad at me. And really they're not, they're just trying to get their own internal thing done. I'm Angela. And I'm Chad. And we discuss issues that couples face in everyday life. Then we set you up to have a conversation with your partner that's designed to bring you closer together. This is the Connecting Couples Podcast with The Real Emhoffs. Real conversations for a real connection. The day has come. The departure for our vacation. This is episode two of Connecting Couples on Vacation, where we are discussing how couples get into a cycle around trying to enjoy themselves. Mm. Golly. (laughs) So there is a lot that goes into the moment we depart, and we are going to unpack that in today's episode. Can I give you three examples of departure, (laughs) just real quick? So there's there's one. I'll give you you three. The first one I can think of that happens to us that doesn't always go so well is (laughs) Chad gifts off work. I come home and things are supposed to be ready. I'm not blaming anybody. All kinds of external circumstances show up. That would be one way that we depart sometimes. Another way we might depart sometimes. We pack the car the night before, somewhat, we're almost ready, and we're gonna leave early in the morning. So we've got an alarm set. I actually think we're good at that one. We get up, normally, we'll get up on time and throw the kid in the car and you guys sleep and we leave. And then maybe three is like, oh, leisurely, take our time. We're going to leave tomorrow sometime. And then all of a sudden, it's 1.30 in the afternoon, and we're still working on, I don't know, tilling the garden or something. We don't even have a garden. I don't know how this happened. But, but there are a few ways that I think of when I think about leaving for a trip. And each one of those has their unique challenges. <laughs> but when you talk about departure, my skin literally goes, here we go. Anyway, so go ahead. Dive Let's in a little break bit. Yeah, down yeah, yeah. those examples because they're exactly what we need to be talking about. Starting around the time of departure. Who sets it? Who determines we are going to leave at this time? So if you're flying out of town, obviously there is a hardened target. You have to leave the house by this time in order to get to the airport where you're going to wait inevitably for like an hour and a half or two hours. And the flight gets canceled and then you go back home and never mind. Go ahead. Keep going. So there's a there's intensity and urgency around the departure time. If it's a road trip, however, I think withdrawers would like maybe maybe it's not just withdrawers maybe First you have to two. decide it's, it's, one it's or whoever. the other yeah yeah but one person is like this needs to be a hardened time we are leaving at this time and then the other person we're gonna say angela in this particular <laughs> i'm like we haven't really fleshed this out this is great we're just sharing what we think yeah it's more of a moving target and if we could get close to the ideal ish time then i think we're really still doing pretty good <laughs> i'm like i'm like i'm gonna be home at one o'clock i will pack we will leave by two o'clock i get home at one o'clock Eh, maybe three. Let's discuss. Okay, so the first one you were like, I come home from work and we leave. Yeah. We are curious. I wish we could like take a poll and get mm. feedback. Send us feedback if you are this couple who one of you goes to work to finish up work things. And the other one says, while you're at work, I'm going to get everything ready. The house ready, the car packed, or everything like by the door to get yeah. packed. And as soon as you arrive, 
we will load up and go. If that is you, we would love to know how you get that done. <laughs> so I am usually the person who is at home trying to wrap up right. all the details. And no matter how organized I have been with what I think those details are, there are always 17 more details that happen to show up. Or doorbell rings. This actually happened to us this last weekend when we went camping for a few days. Doorbell rings. It's the internet people and they want to mark lines in our backyard and I have to navigate the dogs and I can't at that point say, get out of here. I'm in the middle of something very urgent, which is packing. I guess you could. Or <laughs> neighbor kids knock and say, can Avery come out and play? Or yeah. something happens. My mom stops by. A neighbor stops by. Phone a friend call comes over. from yeah. a boss. Yeah. And now I have to have a hard conversation yeah. about work. And I'm delayed. And Chad walks in the door with an expectation that he is going to see Avery and I standing, you know, sunglasses on, bags on our shoulders, ready to get in the car and that has never once in our existence as a couple happened i guess i'm a pursuer around leaving time because mm. i still hold hope that <laughs> i will come home and they'll both be smiling and ready to go with the bags but i'm like i, I really i kind of don't hold hope for that i'm like i know that's not how it's going to go and i'm kind of a realist at, at most levels but i'm like the first time we did that i think i was like super frustrated i was like we we're supposed to be leaving like I am an on time person. I am not late to where I'm going. It matters to me if I'm on time or not on time or even schedules matter to me. And so I don't like to be two minutes late, much less, Ooh. much less two hours. So, so I want to bring even around my own plan. I don't know if other people are like this, but I would like to self-identify here that I tend to be OCD. So I'm just going to say that you might agree that I have some tendencies that are a little bit organization compulsive com, you know yeah <laughs> and i will have anxiety if i leave the house with beds not made laundry not done i even if we're going on a long trip start to panic about leftovers in the fridge and <laughs> Chad is laughing at me as I talk about this because mm. this was like a year and a half ago, maybe I don't know the time frame, but we were going to leave and there was a watermelon in the fridge that I hadn't cut and put in a Tupperware and I planned to bring like cut up watermelon as a snack. And so we are already 30, 45 minutes behind schedule and I'm like, we can't leave yet. I have to cut. As I say this, I'm laughing at myself. We can't leave yet. I have to cut up the watermelon. And he, I... I'm not kidding you, like the old cartoons where the little character gets so mad, steam starts coming out of the character's ears. Chad's eyes beamed at me with heat and frustration, like, what are you actually I doing? Well, I, I, get, I get what you're saying, you, and we, the, we enjoyed the watermelon, it was good, but... For me, I don't think under, that everybody can understand the extent of what that means. Like, it's not just cut up the watermelon, but the dishes have to be unloaded. The dishwasher has to be loaded. The watermelon has to be cut. We have to rinse off the utensils, clean up the stuff, put it in the dishwasher, make sure. I'm like, and wipe down the counter again, because inevitably, if you've ever cut a watermelon, you know, it makes a mess. 
So I'm like, you're not saying, oh, I'm gonna give me three minutes, I'm gonna cut this watermelon. It's like, give me 15 minutes because I gotta re readjust the kitchen. And I'm like, this is a problem. Well, and I, rem I literally, when we get ready to go on a trip, I start thinking, oh gosh, I better do the dishes and make sure the laundry's caught up. And and that's not, I mean, we have a very clean house. You are a very clean person Thanks. and you do a great job. And I'm not saying it's all your job, but I'm like, I start to stress out about these things. So I'm like, we can't leave if there's dirty dishes. Like that's an impossibility. I can't leave dirty dishes in the sink when we're going on a ten-day vacation. I, th I, it's a personal preference. I maybe. agree with you. No, I'm, I'm not saying you should leave like milk or sour, but I'm like <laughs> a water glass or something. Yeah. Like I know that like, yeah. like that is going to be clean. It will all be put up. It will, the dishwasher will be run and probably unloaded, and then probably any last-minute dishes where if somebody drank water, they'll be in the dishwasher. Yeah. So let's talk about this. What are your tendencies around departure? Do you have any quirks? I mean, I'm here vulnerably sharing my crazy brain. I got to tell you, I don't mind it. I like that you, it's not crazy and I love it. it I, I appreciate it. But at the same time, the first time I saw it, I was like, <laughs> why is she washing the sheets? <laughs> like this doesn't make sense to me. Like we're trying to get in the car. You know, like, I'm like, we're, we're late, you know? So he brings up another thing I do. <laughs> I do like to return from vacation. And we're going to talk about that in our last episode will, of this series, which is the return home. When you return home and you have like a crisp. nice, clean, crisp <laughs> bed that's made with clean sheets. Okay, let's set that aside for now and stay focused on the departure. So to mitigate some of this distress, so we talked about in our last series when you're healing from past wounds, we talked about how couples try to mitigate the distress. Yeah. We try yeah. to do things where we don't even acknowledge the distress. We already know based on multiple pattern interactions around this thing what the distress is going to be, and we try to get out ahead of it. So knowing that Chad and I have departed for vacation a lot in our relationship, and he now anticipates what happens in my brain and what I start looking like a Tasmanian devil, I think. Where I'm just <laughs> Not like a Tasmanian doing devil. Doing all the things. So he is now like, okay, I can help my wife by... And I think he legitimately is helping his wife by helping me get the house ready. Yeah. But it also helps him hit that departure time goal. So we start to try to do the things. And so we have put a checklist together. If we are camping, if, you know, there is a specific checklist for camping. If we are flying, there's a checklist for flying. That includes, like, do you have the tickets or, you know, what yeah. bags do you pack? But even that, if we don't verbalize it, can get crossed. There are some times where I'll say, I'll pack the toiletries. And then this has happened before where we went on vacation and I didn't pack his toothbrush or his hair gel or something that was specific to him. But I'm the one who said I was packing it. So now that makes him go, I need to pack my own stuff. And we have to navigate, usually because something went wrong, next time we know, oh, I'm not going to let that go wrong again. And that lends itself for new things to go yeah, wrong. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I'm sitting here thinking about it. And I'm, I'm like, for me, this is, this is kind of like confession, I guess. But like, I know that when I was a kid, you know, my parents are divorced. And so my dad, I remember he would come see us at Christmas. And he would like pack in a trash bag, mm. like not use luggage. It Just was like, put it in a bag. take it out of the dryer, throw it in the bag. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I know that's crazy probably for everybody maybe, but in my life, I'm like, we traveled and we moved a lot. And so for me, like 
packing is not like the big thing. Like leaving the house. Like I literally, one time, I think this was a year or two ago, I was like, oh man, we're about to leave. I better go do the dishes. And I'm like, who in the world thinks about putting away the laundry and doing the dishes, like by doing the dishes? I don't mean like dirty things. I'm like, empty the dishwasher is what I was thinking. I'm like, who thinks of, I, like, this is not my thought. Where did that come from? <laughs> that came from me. Yeah, I know, I know. My I'm, influence. I'm, I'm like, if I want to go, though, I need to do, like, so it's gone from, hey, toss everything in a bag, and if you forgot your socks, you can buy new socks. They're cheap. You know, it goes from that, which is kind of maybe more my style. Uh, <laughs> it goes to this other extreme. And so, like, us knowing that, like, oh, Angela has this anxious part of herself. If it's mm. not clean, if the bed's not remade, if, if, if it's not handled that way, it's not going to be okay. But yeah. also me having this anxiety about we need to be on time. So I need to find a way to kind of engage with you that says, how can I help you manage some of your distress around the anxiousness of yeah. the dishes or the laundry or whatever? And I need you to kind of help me with my anxiety around let's get going, you know? And that tends to be, let's say I'm like two hours out from our departure time and I start to realize I'm not going to get it all done and that pressure on my chest starts to get heavier and heavier. At that point, I have a choice to make, which is to say to him, listen, I overshot what I was capable of, and here are the three things I need you to help me with, and here are the three things I'm gonna have to release and just call it, I can't get them done, and here are the three things I still have to do. Now everybody, go team on three and break to get your thing done so that we can hit your departure date, which helps your anxiety, but also still address the things that are pushing on my anxiety. And I just, as even we're recording this podcast, I'm thinking, why does there have to be so much anxiety into the whole process? In order to pause the lives we live day to day and go somewhere else so that we can slow down, spend time, yeah. there just has to be planning. There has to be details orchestrated. There has to be consideration. I mentioned this in the last episode, but it's fitting for this one also. Do I have, this is something I think about, do I have enough dog food, cat food, pet instructions? Have I confirmed with my person who is coming to watch the pets or house sit for us? Yeah. Do we have some of those things lined up so that we can enjoy ourselves once we're there? And those things are what I have put on a checklist so that I can glance, hey, this is what it's going to take for us to actually, again, vacate and have a good time while we're on the vacation. I, I've got to tell you, I just think it's tough. Uh, the departure is, it kind of rubs up against all the stuff, right? It can, it can, it can rub up against the, how I see my uh, view of self, if you want to think of it that way. Like I can feel like I'm failing if I don't hit my mark. Yeah. And, and it also can rub up against, hey, I, I need to make sure I manage all of it kind of for the pursuer that says, if I don't have it all done, if it doesn't all look good, yeah. if it isn't all clean, if it isn't all right. And I'm, it might be different for different pursuers and withdrawers, but I'm like, it can really say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm almost too much or not enough at any point in, in this. And we're really just trying to go enjoy something. And I think it's important, again, a lot of what Chad and I try to do is to help couples be aware of what's happening and then be able to let your partner in on it. I think it's important that both withdrawers and pursuers are able to say, this is what's going on. So many times when we're in distress, we're others focused. You're doing this or you're not doing this. And we're trying to manage our partner's behavior in order to really reduce our internal anxiety. 
And in these moments, if we can have a conversation actually about our internal anxiety, not our partner's behavior, it really shifts the moment. I remember Chad a couple of trips ago, it was the first time that we had got a camper, mm -hmm. the first time we were taking our little camper out on a trip and he was towing it and we were in the car, we had gotten in with some distress First time I'm loading the camper, first time we're taking all the camping gear, do we have it right? I think Chad printed off a like camping checklist and we yeah. looked over it to see if we had the things we had, is everything going to work right? And we get in the car ready to leave and when, when my bottom hits the seat, when we depart, it is such a relief of pressure. Like I'm able to go, whatever didn't get done, didn't get done and now here we go. Yeah. And I maybe had an unfair expectation that at that moment, we're all going to laugh and giggle and start listening to our amazing book on tape. Yay. Here we go, family. Let's do this thing. And Chad was driving and he was very focused, very intent, yeah. face kind of stern. And I thought he's still mad at me because we're 30 minutes behind schedule because I was cutting a watermelon or whatever. <laughs> and and I had enough wherewithal at that moment not to just immediately go, what's wrong with you? Why are you mad at me? And defend myself, but to say, hey, can you let me in on what's going on? And he said, well, let me tell you what's going on. I'm trying to see if the brakes on the camper are going to work, and this is how much weight I can tow and all this. And there was so much thought into what he has to manage that I, I'm not thinking about the camper brakes when we go on a road trip. Yeah. That me understanding his insight was great for me because then I'm able to say okay what do you need from me and he's like I just I just need a few minutes to make sure that everything is safe because he's keeping his family safe which is great and so him sharing that insight with me helped me give him the space he needed to you know do that what do uh, pilots do check all the things yeah and I mean it's a checklist that they run through too but yeah even we like stopped at the next stop sign. He got out, walked around the whole vehicles, make sure everything's okay, get back in the car. And then there was a moment where he kind of had finished his checklist also. So his checklist didn't end when we got in the car. He had a brand new checklist that needed to go. Yeah. So both parties in this relationship have things that need to get done in order for the yeah. time to go well. But I think so many times in a relationship, we just assume the other person knows or we don't verbalize what's really happening. Like, oh, that's just your part and this is just my part. And it's really easy when there's tension, when there's time deadlines, when you're trying to juggle all the pieces to assume my partner's mad at me. And really they're not, they're just trying to get their own internal thing done. Well, and I got to say, man, I, I don't think that um, pursuer or withdrawer, we don't know what it's like to be the other person. And I don't think that I could even uh, list off all the things on your checklist. I for sure couldn't. And I don't, I don't think I could even list off all the things on my checklist. Sometimes. I mean, that's the reason we have a checklist yeah. is because we don't trust ourselves with it at, at some level. And so for me, I'm like, you're right, man. I'm like, yeah, I'm packing all the stuff, making sure the camper has what it needs. I've got the, the jacks and the blocks and the, and the, you know, connections, all the, all the different t types of connections. And like, is it connected to the car correctly? Then it, once we're doing it, I'm like, there's lots and lots of things. And I don't know about anybody else or you or, I mean, I know you've been there cause I've seen your dad's trailers break before, but I'm like, I know that like trailers have, they're fickle sometimes. 
whether it's tires or bearings or brakes or chains or like lots of things break on these mechanical things that we yeah. drag around. And so in my head, it's, it's not that I'm finishing a checklist. It's like, oh, there's pressure and I'm paying attention to what does keep us safe. But I'm like, golly, how do I let you into that without making it extremely boring? Or like, <laughs> I want you to have fun too. So part of this withdrawer's tendency is to say, no, no, I'm fine. And I'm just getting us where we need to go. And then once we get there, well, there's also another checklist once we get there. But, <laughs> but I'm like, it's, it's, there, it's hard because I don't yeah. want that to be pressure. I don't think you, like you're at home getting ready. You don't want to have to call me two hours before and say, hey, by the way, when you get here, it's going to take more, Yeah. right? You're just trying to get through it. I get home and I see you buzzing around and I'm like, hey, what, what's going on? And you're like, don't give me a hard time. I'm almost done. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not giving you a hard time. I yeah. just want to help. Anyway, I just think those checklists, I mean, I think it's worthwhile to share those with each other if you can or, or talk through it, you yeah. know? And, and like you said, ask for clarity if you need to. And, and it's hard to give clarity sometimes when you're in the midst of your own, this is what's got to happen. I think we have joked about this before, maybe in our Anatomy of a Fight episode, but there is this idea that at some point both couples are so, I don't even want to say dysregulated, but let's say dysregulated, are so focused on their own tasks that, man, it's hard to feel connected. Yeah. It's hard in that moment to feel like we're aligned at all. It's like, you do your you know, mission, yeah. and I'm going to do my mission, and we'll meet at the checkpoint, which might be in the car, and it might be 20 miles down the road at the first gas station. It might be at the campsite that night. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say that that way, yeah. but uh, it, it does sometimes just take some time. Yeah. And this is, this is what's tricky. I mean, departure, we're talking about a really, I think, higher pressure situation. But... I think sometimes you get to the spot, if we can believe, oh wait, their interest is still aligned with my interest. If we can kind of stay on the yeah. same team, not believe what the cycle tells us that, that you're against me or I'm against you, but we can kind of stay aligned even in our distress. I think that's what healthier couples do. You don't have to like, oh yeah, we're, she's against me or he's against me. We can stay, oh well, she's having a hard time and I'm having a hard time too. And we're just trying to get this thing done. I just think that's a healthier way to do it. Even if even if, and let's face it, sometimes you're going to an airport, you know, you don't, you can't control that deadline. Um, even if there is a high pressure push to get there, if you can both kind of keep the mindset, oh yeah, this, we're on the same team and we're going to do something. Yeah. Remind yourself, this is a vacation for the two of you. It's not, it's not the end of the world if we don't get the sheets changed or the yeah. checklist completed as long as it's safety, not I, safety related. I'm just I saying. think what you said earlier too about our view of self comes into play here because yeah. when I see him slow blinking or eye twitching because I'm cutting a watermelon, it's not only that I think he's mad at me because we're late and I'm doing crazy things. It's that I think I have overshot my deadline. I'm mad. I wanted to have this watermelon cut yesterday. I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at the situation. I'm mad at every interruption that happened along the way. I'm mad, mad, mad. How much does a watermelon cost? I think like $3. <laughs> we should have just thrown it away. I'm not. Your family does not throw away a watermelon. You guys eat that watermelon, man. <laughs> okay, so this brings us to our connect point. The Connect Point is designed to help you have a different conversation about how you experience your relationship. Small adjustments lead to big change over time. Take some time to practice with us now. So in this Connect Point, what we're going to ask you and your partner to do is to self-evaluate, to assess the last few times you have departed and ask yourself, is there anything that I maybe wish would have gone differently 
on my part. Not like, yeah, I wish Chad would. I wish, Chad's going. I wish I would have taken the watermelon out of the cart <laughs> at the grocery I store. I wouldn't have gotten no. the watermelon. Um, but really, it's a self-reflection. Like, in retrospect, I wish I would have cut it a day before or not even purchased it. Or I wish I could have A, B, or C even let Chad in on some of the things I wanted to get done so that it wouldn't have been a surprise to him. That would have been better for our departure. So we're asking you to consider what have your last few departures been like? Has there been any tension? And is there anything that you are aware of yourself that you can let your partner in on that was your experience that they might not have known? Well, let me see if I can come up with one. But for me, I think holding it loosely, I think sometimes I get... um, uh, kind of a, a, a commitment to the time frame or the schedule. And like when I slow down and I go, okay, wait a minute, we're not in a hurry. This doesn't have to be a hurry. Um, actually things are safer when I'm not in a hurry, probably even pulling a camper or whatever. But I'm like, if I can slow myself down and just go, oh yeah, take your time. This isn't a rush and we'll get there when we get there. Um, that kind of helps me regulate. So I could probably do that better as we move forward. So, so now y'all take a little bit of time and ask yourself that question. When I look back on the last couple times that we've departed, that we've left the house for vacation, what are one or two things maybe that I could have done differently that would have helped that go a little bit smoother, maybe be a little more enjoyable as we vacate uh, our work lives and go and have a good time together. Take some time now and do that. Thanks so much for listening to us. If you've enjoyed this podcast, one of the best things you can do for us is to share it with another couple that you think could benefit from it. You can rate us and give us a review on your listening platform. And you can follow us on our Facebook page, The Real Emhoffs, where we share ideas about relationship along with upcoming workshops and speaking engagements we'll have. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to message or email us with ideas you might like us to talk about or the ways that our ConnectPoint conversations are impacting your relationship. Thanks Thanks again. again.